Uh, I don't know what that has to do with anything, but welcome to mile 13. (laughs) My name is Casper. or My name is not Casper. My name is Kim. I'm having an existential crisis. Imposter. Who am I? My name is Kim. And I'm not doing well in anatomy and physiology. Their name is Casper. We've had a rough couple of weeks. (sighs) Their name is Casper. And they uh, had some bad experiences with Red Gatorade. And her name is Jackie, and she likes to make people get drunk. Yep. Yep. Welcome to (laughs) episode two of the Cecil Hotel. I just want to put it out there right off the bat. I'm going back to school to get my certificate in medical coding. I have really good A's in two of my classes and a D in anatomy and physiology. It is kicking my butt if I don't get a C in it, I don't get to go on. So I have oh. to, yeah, it's really, really hard. And I have really um, been studying a lot and, and my brain is fried. So if I say things that don't make sense, like my name is Casper, <laughs> <laughs> just go with it. Sure, sure. We'll just roll with it. We just won't question. We'll just be like, yeah, sure. They're Casper now. It's, it's just the We'll a- just call a- you Casper for the rest of the day. It's just AMP coming out. of all of my like, friends from nursing classes I remember that like anatomy was always like the hardest class anybody has ever taken I remember all of my friends just like endlessly suffering in that class so that's not helpful but I gotta be if that at least you're not alone yeah if that gives you hope I gotta be Hmm. and that should well that gives me a little bit of hope but my stepdaughter who is now getting a master's degree in health information management i think is what she's getting got a c like she's oh. super smart and she got a c okay so all you what i'm do hearing is, is i'm really that's smart that's, that's, that's exactly what you're hearing they get degrees i C's i actually <laughs> i actually did the math today on just exactly how high of a d do i need to get points wise in order to get a C in the class when you include discuss because it's online. So mm-hmm. we have discussion questions and stuff too, like on a forum, which those count for points. So if I get a hundred percent on all my discussion questions and do a hundred percent of the extra credit, just how low of a D can I get by with and still get a C in the class? And what percentage is that? Uh, higher than what I'm doing now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Anyways, where are you guys currently sitting? The basement of Kim's. We are sitting oh. in the 13th Hour Studios. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jack is just like, we're in the basement. I was like, yeah, dipshit. I mean, like, the studio. <laughs> I was like, we're how do you not sitting know in this? the 13th Hour Studios in beautiful Dayton, Ohio. Complete. We fancy. Complete with our mascot, Bubba the Gator Skull. Who got new teeth over the weekend? Hell yeah. They're made of crystals. Boy. Oh, Casper will appreciate that. Yeah, Bubba's teeth are crystals. That is so cool and so badass. They're very iridescent and, and rainbowy, and I Wait, love them. Wait, what kind of crystals? Uh, rainbow I, iridescent crystals? I don't know if they're okay, real. Cool. No, they are. Are they? Yeah. They they have a name. Opal? Yeah, show, show Casper. So, Sorry, I, I'm really into crystals. This one is pink and blue. <laughs> They're pink and blue crystals. They were. Um, they were like I can't tell from here. They were two for five dollars. If that makes a difference. <laughs> they're they're very small. Hmm. 
Do you know what that I'm is? Not sure, actually. I don't know what that is. It had a name. It's definitely not an opal. It hadn't. No, it's not an opal. It had a name, uh, but I didn't pay attention to it. I just liked it that it was pretty. It feels Fair more enough. like a glass. It was a site, I think, a something C I T E. Oh, this one has cracks in it. Does it, does that mm. matter? You'll have to send me a picture. I can't see it really well through the Skype. All right, I'll yeah, through Facebook Messenger. Send me a picture yeah. afterwards. Yeah, they're really pretty, but I lost one in one of the tooth sockets. Oh, did you explain who Bubba is? So when was it? Last week, I think. Um, there is a store in Fairborn, Ohio, which is near where we are. It's a, like a curiosities and oddities shop. And I wanted something to decorate the studio. And I went in and I love like silly taxidermy, you know, like mice wearing bikinis and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But that stuff is really expensive. Oh, yeah. um, And so I actually, uh, I found Bubba. And Bubba is a giant gator skull. And he is extremely meaningful because he is a shout out to Mile 13's first few episodes on Savannah because there are gators that live there. Mm-hmm. And Wait, is it from Savannah? Or? I don't know. Oh. But there are gators in Savannah. We can pretend Savannah. like he is. I yeah. like to think that Bubba's from Savannah. And his jaw is wired shut because it's broken. And <laughs> that harkens back to yeah. an hour of your life's first episode of You Can't Say. And I went to Luna, which is a local plant store here in Dayton, and bought some air plants. And so he's got plants coming out of his eye sockets and his mouth sockets and his what all are the sockets, ear sockets, <laughs> ear sockets, brain sockets, whatever else is in the head. He's so handsome. He is a pretty beautiful dope. boy. I like Love it. Baba. <laughs> and I pet him regularly. And every time I come to the basement. Because our laundry is down here. And so every time I come down here, I say, hey, Bubba. And I sound like Forrest Gump. (laughs) And this, okay. Also, I really want to go back to what you said about the taxidermy thing. Because uh, um, I, okay, so you said you like the mice and things that get dressed up. I feel like people that do that are so twisted. Where they're like, oh, there's this dead mouse. I'm going to put it in overalls and have a little tiny rake in its hand and make it a farmer like i feel like it's funny that you should say that because we have two cats named polly and b and they live outside and at least at least once a week usually two or three times a week they leave dead mouse mouse mice for us on the doorstep (laughs) and i thought i would really like to learn how to do that how to taxidermy mice and make them myself but i mean everyone needs a hobby but the thing <laughs> is, one though. I, don't like I looked into it. Taxidermy is a lot harder than it sounds because you have to make sure. the forms. Like you have to there hollow was... out the mice. You have to learn how to tan the hides. You have to make like little wooden forms or whatever to put them on, like stretch the skin over. And I'm just not, uh, I'm just not that gross. artistic. There was a oddity and curiosity convention in Chicago a couple weeks ago that me and my girlfriend Maddie went to, and it was so much fun. We ended up getting like a whole bunch of stuff there. Um, but like anything you could think of was there, including a bunch of those like mice and other animal kind of like little scenes. And they like any scene you could think of, they had. Um, there was one stand that was just a bunch of like haunted dolls, and every single one of them had names. And it Ooh. was like 
give these haunted dolls a good home. But there was one <laughs> thing. Haunted that dolls don't deserve a good home. Yes, they do. They're beautiful. If you tell them that they're ugly, then they're going to haunt you. That's true. Um, I guess that's but there fair. was one one thing that I saw there that I was like, yep, yeah, nope. As weird and as twisted as I am, I don't want that even a little bit. Do you want to know what it was? Yes, please yeah. tell me. It was kittens, fully formed kittens, <gasps> pickled in jars. No. No. Like, not like infant, like, not like newborn kittens, like fully formed, like six-week-old kittens no. pickled in jars. Did you? Mm, no. Did you get it? No. No, no, no. I didn't buy no, it. That sounds but expensive. I was like, oh, boy. I, there's a lot of fucked up shit here and I'm okay with like 90% of it, but I'm not okay with that. Oh, that crosses the line. <laughs> I, okay. I'm going to go on the assumption that the kittens were, were dead. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, obviously no, I'm, they I'm were dead. I'm assuming they didn't murder a bunch of kittens. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm going to assume that. Also, uh, what I was interested in is dry taxidermy. There's also wet taxidermy, which oh, is yeah. basically where you just suspend stuff in liquid. Um, that's way easier. Now, I do think snakes, like amphibians, look really cool in that because you got like the little slithery snake like looped around. Mm-hmm. But there's something At- about fur. <laughs> yeah. Something about fur in like suspended in liquid. Yeah. At the haunted house, we have this one section called the apothecary. And in there, there's just a whole bunch of just like the weirdest shit you could think of stuffed into this haunted house room. And one of them is a real octopus that is pickled in a jar. Cool. Oh. You know, ooh, you know what'd be cool is if at the haunted house that you work at, if um you actually tried to get real haunted stuff and put it in well, there actually, to make it haunted. We have a whole hospital ooh. scene, like a whole hospital section, and all of that stuff is um donated from like real hospitals. Um, cool, like ooh. real abandoned hospitals. Yeah. Do they want um, which an speaking anatomy of the haunt, and physiology opens- textbook? Sorry, what'd you say? I said, do they want an anatomy and physiology textbook? Because that's about the scariest thing I can think of right now. Maybe. Yeah, sure. We could take that. But yeah, speaking of the haunt, we open on Friday, which is <gasps> insane to me. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, it is really exciting. But yeah, it's just, it's been a stressful couple of weeks leading up to this. Uh, basically, every time I've tried to be adult in these last uh, two weeks, the universe has just drop kicked me. Mm. So I'm kind of like, I'd like to be in a good mental state before we start haunting. Oh, that would sure be I'm rough. I'm going to get that. Mm-hmm. I don't know, though. I mean, not having not done a haunt, it seems like if it's something that you love and you're passionate about, it might be cathartic. It is incredibly cathartic, but I have been promoted up to like a more management oh, position. Yeah, and that's so there's right. a lot of added responsibilities this season from last mm-hmm. season. So it's like, I'm nervous. Sure. I know I can handle it, but it's just very much of just, all right, time to buckle up and, you know, kick some ass and let's just keep cheap truck until we die. You're just yeah. getting kind of thrown in. Because the problem yeah. with management stuff is that a lot of times then you don't get the cathartic stuff, like the cathartic yeah. fun part. You have to deal with the business end of yeah. things mm-hmm. too and uh, you don't just get to go have fun and scare people you have to manage schedules and all luckily, of the not fun business i don't part. have to manage any of that stuff luckily i'm like basically just in charge of one of the houses and so like it's my job to like walk through the house and um still perform and just make sure the show's going good so like i still get to perform as much as i want oh, so, so like, that's my biggest um my biggest goal is to make sure i'm still having fun this season and not getting like, bogged down in the responsibility mm-hmm. so you're kind of like a combination actor stage manager yeah, basically. That's a, a perfect description of my job. Cool. Oh, yeah, because Kim taught theater. Yeah, I did. I didn't yeah. know what that word meant, so. 
It's literally somebody that manages the stage. Like, oh, (laughs) that's what a stage manager does. Exactly what they manage. They manage everything that goes on on the stage and behind the stage. I guess that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) That was too easy. (laughs) Unlike anatomy and physiology, theater is not hard. Unlike a no, unlike analogy, sorry. geez, anatomy—that's the I'm word sorry. I'm looking for. I'm you know sorry, what? Guys. I'm just so I'm, bitter. I'm drinking apple cider and vodka. I can I can slip up on words. <laughs> All <laughs> right, so I've got an excuse. Casper's got an excuse. Jackie, what's your excuse? Can I use work still? No, <laughs> absolutely work. <laughs> absolutely, you can. And fireball. All right. Cool. Yeah. When in doubt, drink it out. When in doubt. Drink it out. That's what we like to say here. <laughs> That's what we say here. All right. I think we've chatted on Unless, Jackie, there's anything you would like to add. Um, Kim and I rambled about our lives for a while. Hmm. Um. No. Jackie went to a wedding and her job life sucks. <gasps> yeah. Um. Right. But <laughs> I, did, I did go to a wedding. Ooh. It was my husband's best friend. And I hate dancing so, 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 so much. And this guy's that we went um wedding that we went to, he loves dancing. So for like years, because he's been with his girlfriend for a really long time. So it's six years, I think. Yeah. Like wow. Like, so it's one of those where relationship. like Yeah. And they knew they were getting married for a long time. Sure. So when we first met, like I well, maybe like two or three years ago, the conversation came up was I hate dancing. And then he's like, Well, you're gonna have to dance at my wedding. And I was like, that's my worst nightmare. But I did dance some and I actually had fun because I was prepared to like dance so he had fun and like be excited because it's exciting for him and it's not my day. So I can kind of flail a bit to make him happy. And you actually didn't look bad when you were doing it either. Really? Yeah. Because I always feel so uncomfortable and like I'm lanky and like I'm not confident. And No, you know what I think helped? The fact that you had a glass of wine in your hand the whole time. (laughs) <laughs> so like if you can Anyone dance, who can dance the, and hold a glass of wine in their hand at the same time is instantly a badass. Yeah. <sighs> if you can have alcohol in your hand while you're dancing, you could be the worst dancer in the world. As long as you have alcohol in your hand, everybody's like, oh, she's drunk. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you didn't even need it. You looked fine without it. But oh, good. Because I, I felt super self-conscious. And then I did because his friends are either they seemed either really cool or really nerdy. So I kind of surrounded myself by the with the really nerdy people. And so then I kind of felt at home. Nerds, you I know what I said, Kim. I was at the wedding, Jackie. I said what I meant. You sat next to me at the table, Jackie. Like I said, I surrounded <laughs> myself with really nerdy people. Oh, my god! Hey, Kim. Hey, Kim. You yeah. have a podcast. That's very nerdy. Whatever. Our podcast is about we cool stuff. We talk about ghosts. I'm you're an also alligator. a Ravenclaw, so you're a nerd That's by not default. nerdy. Nerd by default. Nerd by default. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (sighs) Anyways, so... Oh, and then Brandon was going ham. And I've never seen him dance like that. And he was good. No, Brandon looked a little silly. He Okay, (laughs) he got too into it. He he looked a little silly, but he was at that level where it was kind of silly, but super confident. So it was was like, oh, okay. It weighed out. You're kind of like... I'm not sure that's actually dancing, but you know, like you, you seem confident. So I'm not really yeah. going to question it. Yeah. He danced like no one was watching. Yeah. <laughs> he isn't that you could goal, tell though? he was having fun. Yeah. So he, he looked a little silly, but he was having fun and that's what counts. Yep. So, so that, that was a highlight. Steve danced once. Was <laughs> it a slow dance? It was a slow dance with me, myself and I, mm-hmm. and that was it. 
And then he was like, all right, you ready to go now? <laughs> Casper. Oh, wait, that's a dumb question. I was going to say, do you dance? But you did show choir. I was in theater for like, since I was 11, I was in a theater program from 11 to 18. And um, I started out with just like pretty much nobody company roles. I was like on the scene, like on stage twice for the first like four years of me being in theater. Um, and then I like kind of became a dancer. And so like most of my roles ended up becoming dancer roles. So yes, I do dance, but I don't like party dance. That's the difference. I'm a good dancer. If you can teach me like an actual dance, so I'm great Casper's at line like dances out there but doing the cha-cha slide ballet style. A hundred percent. There was One at my um, oldest sister's wedding, uh, she like she had all these dance songs. And at the time I was in this like uh, Zumba class and we had this uh, Zumba dance that we did every uh, every day for the song Timber. You remember that song? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And that song comes on. So I start doing my Zumba dance to it because it's in my head and I know it. And pretty much like I look behind me and pretty much the entire entire wedding started doing the dance with me and started <gasps> following me doing this dance That's and I awesome. just kind of went with it and it's after the wedding we're all sitting around and my cousin's like man I didn't realize Timber was a line dance. And I was like, oh, no, it's not. That was my Zumba class. And she was like, that's why I got so tired dancing to it. I was like, yeah, it's exercise. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, I do have one more note. Yeah, this probably won't mean anything to you, but I found a band and I like them a lot. I like them so much. And it's two people that I knew prior. And then they combined to do a band. But City and Color. So I don't know. Do you know City and Color? No. Um, their, their most famous song is The Girl. But anyway, so he does like real airy, pretty. It, it like, it's so pretty that it kind of makes you drowsy. But in the best way. Perfect. And so he, he did a song. Oh, and he sings really high. And it's like buttery voice. I showed you a song, Kim. Okay. Um, <laughs> but so he sings with Pink. Oh, oh yeah, okay. you played yeah. me this song. Like, like Pink from the early two thousands, and yeah, yeah, yeah. it was really good. It was like this beautiful acoustic love duet. Pretty. And the most pretty thing ever. It's called You and Me. You plus sign me. And it is so good. And I've been listening. They only have like, they did one album together. And I've just been listening to this one album on repeat. And it's so good. I, on the other hand, have been listening to Old Town Road and Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. Sure. Because, Billie Eilish. because that is, those are the four-year-old's favorite songs. Sure. Good. I just <laughs> discovered a band that I told you two about today, but I'll tell our listeners because I think it's super cool. Um, it's a band called Heilung. It's like H I H E I L U N G Heilung, and it's like this Nordic German band that like takes old Nordic phrases and old Nordic Nordic songs and prayers and like sings them like traditional Viking songs and uses like uh like animal bone instruments and it's like the coolest eeriest music i've ever heard and none of it's in english and so i'm just sitting there at work listening to these like nordic chants like just typing along as a graphic designer being like yes let's go to war this is an epic war drum let's go <laughs> and i'm like just like making a little design and i'm like this is the most intense thing ever the animal bone <laughs> instruments really kind of make you right? want to turn bubba into a banjo or something oh my god turn bubba please. into a banjo no Find the way he is. Because you're amazing. Just the, the way, way you, you are. are.
Uh, Anyways, we, should we, we talk about what we're the here show? to talk about? Oh, yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. Don't we have stories? Who's going first? Who wants to talk about murder? Who wants to talk about some murder? I can go first. Unless, Jackie, you want to go first? No, you can go first. That's cool. Okay. So, as I promised last time we talked, um, we are still at the uh, beautiful, and by beautiful, I mean deeply haunted hotel of the CISA Hotel, um, where a lot of fucked up shit happened. Um, Oh, I have a question real quick. So, I'm sure you've said this, but... So is the Cecil Hotel, it's, is it very cheap looking on the inside or how um, is it nice on the inside? That's an excellent question because it used to be really, really grand and then it kind of fell into despair and then somebody came and I don't, I don't have his name, but somebody came and like basically restored it. And so it like, it's restored to its former glamour, but like early 1920s glamour. So like it is, it, it, it does look nice, but it's still very cheap. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, because like you, you were saying like something about grammar. that. And I was like, it's cheap, but like I thought it was nice. And then so I was getting kind of fumbled up in my brain. It's kind of like faux nice. Like it, it's just kind of like fake nice. So like plastic marble nice? Kind of, yeah. Like it, it just, it looks good. Like Cheesecake Factory nice? Yeah. Don't you be hating on Cheesecake Factory? No, they have delicious food. Factory. I'm just saying. Oh, but it that looks they're fake nice like, on the inside. Yeah, like it it looks nice, but then when you actually tap on the quote unquote marble, it's wood plaster. or plaster. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So, like I promised, uh, <laughs> uh, one of the most re- uh, one of the reasons why the Cecil Hotel is so famous is because the of the infamous story of Elisa Lamb. Um, and the reason why she's so infamous and so famous is because like, it's, it was one of the biggest mysteries, like mystery deaths of our time because it went viral because this happened in 2013. So very recently, Mm. um, so like recent stuff, recent stories. Yeah. Scares me. I guess that's the point. Um, yeah. Kind of the point of our podcast is to scare people. Um, (laughs) Calm down there, upstairs neighbors. That was just a giant thump. It wasn't Could a crash. Seen dribbling thump. A, um, bowling ball. Mm. Probably. Mm. This is the upstairs neighbors who plays rave music in Polish. So, <laughs> how very cultured. <laughs> I li- I live a very diverse life. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, so Elisa Lamb was Polish the- raves. What? Viking animal bone music, Polish raves. They use, you know. They use very, very diverse life I have. <laughs> um, kitten, pickled kittens in jars. I oh, won't yeah. talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I don't want to talk about it. When in doubt, drink it out. All right. Elisa Lamb. <laughs> Elisa Lamb. Yes. So Elisa Lamb was a 21-year-old uh, tourist. Uh, she was originally, originally, geez. Uh, she was the only daughter of immigrants from Hong Kong, and they moved to Vancouver when she was very, very young. So she spent most of her life in Canada. Um, she ended up becoming a student at the University of British Columbia, and in 2013, she decided to go on her Southern California trip, uh, which she called her West Coast tour on her Tumblr, which is still active, creepily enough. Ooh. Oh, that's weird. Um, yeah. But it's not, is it like making posts, or is it just like no, her name is No, it's is not making posts. It, you can just still go, like, find it. Oh, okay. Still um, Yeah. 
the actual post that was like she made right before she left on her trip um, was uh, and a quote planning 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 for the west coast tour sigh turns out I won't be making as many stops as I'd like Vancouver San Diego Los Angeles Santa Cruz and San Francisco I really want to stop by San Luis Obispo I think that's how you pronounce it yeah San Luis Obispo Uh, yeah 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 Uh, but well yeah sure I don't know places um (laughs) but we'll see uh suggestions and meet uh suggestions and meetups are still highly appreciated so that was her like actual post about where she was going on all of these trips i'm also a little bitter that she's like didn't um get to go to everywhere i want to it's only these 15 locations out of the country all of these places (sighs) i worry already about the fact that she is asking for meetups yeah i mean this is not that long ago she's single girl young girl travel how old was she in her early 20s 21 21 yeah yeah 21 year old young woman traveling alone mm-hmm. in a foreign country and asking for meetups yeah that sounds super safe uh, yeah that's uh, i don't trust that at all yeah not the best plan there lisa um, but the actual headline, like the actual header on her Tumblr was a quote from Chuck Pal- Uh He's an author. Chuck, yeah. I don't know how you say his name. He's weird, though. He's like Neil Gaiman kind type. I also author. don't read, so I, I don't know, know. I don't I don't know who either of those are. He, he writes like, um, sci- like one of his books, I forget what it was called, but it was from the point of view of a 13-year-old girl who went to hell. Oh, hmm. sure. Like he's he's just he's as very we all I remember when I was thirteen and I went to hell. <laughs> yeah, like he's just a very quirky kind of author. We were all kind of in hell when we were thirteen, probably. <laughs> True, <laughs> it's a metaphor, guys. <laughs> um, but the actual quote from him, which is like the header on her Tumblr, is "You are always haunted by the idea that you are wasting your life." Ooh, which is super creepy in retrospect. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't like this story. Maniacal laugh. Maniacal laughter. So, Elisa did suffer from depression and was diagnosed with bipolar disease. Um, she was being treated by a combination of meds. Um, I didn't write them all down because I'm pretty sure it's illegal for me to like list off medication of other people. Um, but yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's not illegal. I also wouldn't know what you were saying if you did list yeah, them off. So. I also, on that list of things I can't say, I can't say places and mm. I can't say authors. I also can't say medication. What can you say, Casper? It would be legal <laughs> for you to say it because no one would know what you were saying. Because no one would right, know what yeah. I was saying. But yeah, she was on several different medications of antidepressants and antipsychotics. Um, just big old cocktail of that. Um, I'm good. Which so seems yeah, super good. safe. Let's go to a foreign country on all of these strange drugs and ask for meetups. Th- yep. I'm sorry. This girl, I'm not trying to victim shame here or victim blame here, but she, she maybe didn't make choice. the best choices. It definitely wasn't the smartest choice. Um, but after two days into her trip, she checked into the CISA hotel. She was initially assigned a like hostel style room. Um, did I say that right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Hostile. Um, hostile. Not hostile. Hostile. Not hostile. 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 I always get that wrong. 
hostel <laughs> style room um, on the fifth floor, but her roommates complained about odd behavior. So she was moved to her own private room. And I couldn't find anything about like what she did to cause these like other strangers to be like, yeah, we don't like her. Can you move her? Because uh, mm-hmm. it has no to be idea. something big. Because people Maybe can put up with a lot. Maybe she's just really smart. And she was like, man, I don't want to bunk with strangers. I'm going to start acting, doing all these weird, crazy things. So I can get my own room. <laughs> Maybe. I, yeah. I just want my own room. I'm just going to act crazy until they kick me out. Ooh. That's some shit I would do. <sighs> That's actually a good idea. Just so maybe how she weird can I get before you kick me out? We think. What'd you say? I said maybe she had more going on than we think, like in a good way. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Maybe she was actually, maybe that wasn't. She had us all planned out. And so maybe she wasn't dumb. Maybe she was actually very, very smart. She went to, well, um, what school well, was it? Going back in my notes. Um, she went to University of British Columbia. That's a hard school, isn't it? I think so. Sure. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know because I didn't go to it. Yeah, I've never been to British Columbia, so. <laughs> um, but anyways, so um, every day while she was on this trip, she would call her parents every single day, which, like, to her credit, like, that's a smart thing to do. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Especially if you're out of country, like we were saying, like, all those things that we were like, that's a little dangerous. If she's calling her parents every day. Yeah, that's good. At least, like, someone she's knows she's in. okay. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so she calls her parents every day until January 31st, the day she was supposed to check out of the Cecil Hotel and head to Santa Cruz, she didn't call. And her parents became worried, so they called the police. And they actually flew down from Vancouver to uh, to L.A. to, like, go figure out what had happened to her. So, like, normally I would, like, kind of yell at helicopter parents for being, like, that invasive in their children's life. But yeah. in this case, it actually paid off. Yeah, because it is weird to think, like, I feel like it would take parents a couple of days to like spring into action because it could just be yeah. oh, like they didn't call this day it's no big deal yeah. but my parents love me to death but they would not climb on a plane the day i didn't call like they would wait a couple days and then be like okay now we should now we should be worried mm-hmm. i wonder if that was though i because a 21 year old woman does not probably have the money to fund this trip on her own so i'm wondering yeah. if possibly her parents had money they funded the trip but knowing all of her psychological issues if that was like the one stipulation is we will pay for your trip, but you have to check in every day. And if you don't, we are coming to get you. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Yeah. I never thought about that, that it was like, we're coming to get you. Um, but yeah, that could be, that could very well much be. Um, but the, uh, the hotel staff said, um, any, any like records they had of her, she was alone. There was nobody with her. Um, they did a sweep of the hotel as like, legally as they could obviously they couldn't go into guests rooms but they like they swept the whole hotel with dogs um and they didn't find anything then the uh la uh, police department released a video of her and this is when the story went viral because there's this video of elisa lamb in an elevator and if you haven't seen it you should because it's really weird and really creepy I will make sure that I put it up on the Facebook page because yes. I have, I don't know if I've seen the whole thing, but I've seen clips of it and it is, it, it's weird. Oh, it makes me so uneasy. It's one of those, yeah. I can't, like nothing, nothing really nothing happens, happens, but I can't watch it. it by myself. Especially yeah. knowing what happens like later. Down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, just a kind of brief synopsis of the video if you haven't seen it. Um, 
it's from the perspective of a security cam in an elevator. So you can see like you can see the elevator and you can see a little bit out into the hallway in front of the elevator. And you see Elisa. She comes in in like a red hoodie um, and she's completely alone. She presses several buttons, but the elevator door doesn't close. And so she starts kind of like leaning in and out of the door. She like kind of hides in corners. She like jumps out into the hallway and like looks around like she like walks off screen for a little bit and then like jumps back into the elevator it's just, it's super weird. And then she like starts waving her hands around like really fast and really frantically. And it almost appears as she's like animatedly talking to someone off screen. Yeah. Um, and like there, there's just a whole bunch of stuff. She starts like rubbing her arms together. She like bows a little bit. She like walks in and out of the elevator a bunch of times. And then eventually she leaves and then the elevator door closed. Now this is like at least I don't remember how long the video is, but it's at least like three minutes long. That's a long time for a door not to like not to close. Yeah, she's that is walking a really long out. time. Yeah, but I like, mean like thirty seconds usually is I yeah think, tops. So like yeah, you could argue that she's like walking in out, so she's like canceling the like door closing every time by like walking past the sensor. But like even that, like it should at least like make a movement to close and then she stops it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Is there ever a period of time where she's actually in, like, completely inside the elevator for a oh, while? Oh, yeah, plenty of times where she's she's completely outside the elevator and she's completely inside the elevator, not even by the sensor at all, and the door still don't close. Oh, that's weird. And the elevator They only close move. when she gets off and she leaves. Ugh. Yeah. It's a ghost. So this was the last people had seen of her. And there were a few other weird things about this video. Um, the video appears to have been tampered with. Uh, it's been slowed down and the timestamp has been covered. So we don't have any idea how long this video, like how long this has actually been going on for. Um, oh, so the doors could have closed. So the doors could have closed. They could have. Um, and they just edit they. But we just, they? they just edited them away. Who's they? The police. Hmm. The Cecil? Um, but that, speaking of, there is a full minute that has been cut out of the footage. It's super, super discreet, and it's very hard to find. But someone did, like, figure out that there is a time when an entire minute is cut out of this video. Um, so there's a lot of theories with that, too. It's like the police department uh, released this to the general public. So, like, maybe there was somebody who did get on the elevator with her who, like, they didn't have clearance to show their face or something Could like that. Could you imagine that. how uncomfortable that would be? Or maybe it was a cop. Or maybe it was a cop. Or maybe it was, yeah, maybe it was a cover-up. Um, Could you imagine just walking in and being like, oh, excuse me, excuse me. And then she's over there like, <laughs> my arms waving around. Um, I'm just trying to stay the night in this cheap hotel. Ooh, look at me, just, shimmy. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, um, I'm going to go. Weren't you that just take got kicked stairs. out of that room? <laughs> oh, look, it's my stop. The elevator didn't move at all. Yep, it's my floor. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm getting off here. Bye. Um, but after they like released this video, there were so many theories about what was going on. Several like crazy outlandish theories, some actually pretty viable, um, and some that like actually could have been what happened. Um, but, uh, I will get to some of the fun ones. Um, so the first theory was that there was anytime Casper says fun, it always means awful. And, like, horrific, so... A fun fact that's not that fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a three-gallon of blood minimum per fun <laughs> fact. <laughs> See, I'm, the, I'm just a fucked-up person, and if it's not... If it's just, like, yeah, sure, a ghost showed up, that's 
boring. I want the ghost that I talked about last week that pins you down and tickles you. That's fun. Not for you, but it is fun. (laughs) Anyways. So uh, one of the first theory is that like someone came after her. She was like feeling threatened and she was running away. Um, Another theory was that she was possessed, um, which is a fun one. Like I say, fun. (laughs) Loosely. One of the uh, more kind of viable ones was that she was on party drugs. Um, A body language expert looked at the video and said she was behaving as though she was like on ecstasy or another party drug. Um, just like the way she was moving, the way mm-hmm. she was behaving kind of oh, seemed yeah. a little bit like, um, being on like drugs. Like a one man rave. <laughs> being, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Having a little one man rave. <laughs> I have those all the time. Uh, still another theory was that she was being chased by the ghost of Richard Ramirez. That's a cool one. Oh. That'd be trippy. I'm not sure if Richard Ramirez haunts the Cecil Hotel. I don't think he does, but. If he does, Richard Ramirez doesn't seem like the type of person that would chase you. No. He would not. He would. Richard Ramirez. And when I think of Chase, I think of like running. Richard Ramirez was slowly saunter after you. He just walks casually, which is worse. Yes. Yeah. So I don't buy that one at all. Um, But a lot of people think that Elisa uh, was playing the elevator game, which have you guys ever heard of the elevator game? Um, the only elevator game I play is when you're riding the elevator and you jump when it gets to that one point where you're like kind of weightless and you jump. You're the, the type of people I hate. <laughs> you're the type, of, I'm I the type hate, of person you hate? I hate elevators so much. I hate elevators so much. I'm claustrophobic. So the idea of getting trapped in a tiny elevator is the worst scenario to me. So like anything that Same. happens, if like people press too many buttons, if people jump, if people do <sighs> anything that could fuck up the elevator, I'm like, I hate you. Stop right now. <laughs> I don't mind elevators, but I do have, I have, it's not as bad anymore, but, um, so my little brother is 13 years younger than me and he was an induction. So the day that he was born, uh, we got to the hospital like five 30 or something in the morning and he wasn't Mm -hmm. born until almost four o'clock in the afternoon. So like, you know, the rest of the family wanted to stay. It was a really beautiful birthing suite with lots of room for everybody. Mm-hmm. So everybody else wanted to stay in the in the room with my mom and I was bored. And so everybody kept sending me down into the basement where the cafeteria was to fetch them things. So for a long time That's after annoying. that, every time like I would get on an elevator, I would, I would have that like sinking feeling that mm-hmm. you get from an elevator before the elevator would even start moving. Mm-hmm. And so it, for a while... It wasn't that I was, like, afraid of elevators. It was just, it was annoying. Like, ugh. Yeah. 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 It's pretty much gone now, though. It was, I I swear to goodness, I probably 25 times up and down that day. Jeez. Ugh. It was a couple weeks ago that um, I was working and one of my coworkers, so, like, the graphic design team is, like, my boss and then one other girl and me. So there's just three of us. So when one of us is not there, it kind of, like, it's noticeable. Yeah. Um, and so um, my coworker goes home for lunch and um, she, like, doesn't come back for a while. And we're all kind of like, oh, where is she? And we get this text that she's like, I'm so sorry, guys. I went home for lunch and I'm stuck in the elevator. I don't know when I'm coming back. <gasps> and we were like, what oh. now? And she, she like, it's like a couple hours later, she comes back to the office after this, like, whole ordeal, which, like, way to make the rest of us look like bad employees. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> because I would not have come back after that. I would Employee have just gone home month, and right? stayed. Right. 
but she's like the poor girl is like shaking and she was like yeah it was like me and my mom and this other girl and we were stuck in the elevator for like 45 minutes before we even heard about anybody coming to help us and they didn't tell us when they were coming they just said they were on their way and when they finally came and opened up the door it was like stuck halfway in between one of the floors so they had to like climb up out of the elevator and i have seen way too many horror movies to be comfortable doing that always get cut in half you're gonna get cut in half that's the only option nope (sighs) i'd be like you gotta figure it out figure it out (laughs) not doing it (laughs) nope not doing it just had a moment anyways so the elevator (laughs) game So the elevator game is an urban legend from Korea, which is I put it on the same level as like Bloody Mary or like games like that, where it's like a game to contact the spirit world. And a lot of people have stories with them. So like who's to say if it's real or not, like it's that's kind of in the like level of like, I don't really know. Probably. Mm. Maybe. Mm, We'll see. Um like, I believe in the supernatural too much to play those games, but I also don't believe every story I hear about people yeah. saying that they played those games. I believe Is that if I you am. are playing any kind of a game on an elevator in a public place, you need to stop it because the rest yeah. of us have places to go. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. That's a good point. Amen. Uh, <laughs> so would you like to know how to play this game? Nope. But let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, thanks. All right, I'll just skip to that part of the story. Then. <laughs> well, that's my story. Down notes. <laughs> um, so in order to play this game, uh, you will need a building that's at least 10 stories high. You're going to need to get on on the first floor and you have to be alone. If there's anybody else in the elevator with you, you can't proceed. You just have to start the game over. Um, and that includes at any point during the game, if somebody gets on the elevator with you, you're going to have to start over because nobody else can be on the elevator with you. So in other words, um, you're going to have to set aside an entire day to play this game. Yeah, because yes. people are going to be on it. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. Or play it at like three in the morning, which nope. is the witching hour. So it would be the worst time for you to play that game. And you don't belong on an elevator in a, at three o'clock in, the, in a 10-story building. Like that's probably not most hotels. It's like an office building or something. You don't belong in an office building at three in the morning unless you're security. Nope, 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 nope. Security, play, uh, security guards are playing this game. <laughs> They're the only ones that can, right? They're the only ones that can. Um, so once you get on, you're going to press the button for the fourth floor. When you reach that, don't get off. Instead, press the button for the second floor. When you reach that floor, press the button for the sixth, then press the button for the second again, then the tenth, and then the fifth. All this time, you're just like, you're just going up these floors and you're not getting off. You're letting the doors open and then close, but then you just go to the next floor. Um, you know what this reminds you- me of? This reminds me of Elf. That scene in the elevator <laughs> where Buddy like just Christmas like a Christmas tree. Christmas tree with elevator buttons. Yeah, it's so pretty. It's a Christmas tree. Oh, uh, I like this game. But when you reach the fifth floor, a young woman may enter. Do not look at her. Do not speak to her. She is not what she seems. How are you not supposed to look at her? It's an elevator. Then how, okay, and then how do you Make know if it's not discreet, someone that's not supposed- looking? You so know how maybe we all like do it. Down at the and ground, not look at each other? and if you. If you look down at the ground this whole time, and if you see feet, like, don't look up. Yeah, pretty well, much. What if it's just a random person? Doesn't matter. Don't look up. Doesn't matter. Don't, don't look at But So then how do you know if you're starting the game over or not? Doesn't matter. Don't look at her. I have so many questions. Okay, continue. <laughs> don't pick apart my elevator story. <laughs> <laughs> You're it's just clearly have to play very it, well thought out when I'm looking through all of these rules of this elevator game. <laughs> uh, 
I didn't write these rules. Somebody else did. Um, so then you're going to press the button for the first floor. If the elevator starts going up to the 10th floor, instead of going down, you may proceed. If the elevator goes down, exit the elevator as soon as the door is open and do not look back. Do not speak. Just keep going. If you do reach the 10th floor, you may choose to get off or stay on. If you choose to get off, the woman will ask you, where are you going? Do not answer her. She is not what she seems. Don't look at her. You will know you have reached the other world um, by the fact that you are the only person present on that world. Some days I could use the 10th floor. I'm not going to lie. 10th floor vibes. Right. Tenth floor vibes, man. Tenth floor vibes. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Today was kind of one of those days, actually. Yeah. This week. So the return trip. Did they have anatomy and physiology month? on the tenth floor? Mm. If you need me, I'm going to be on the tenth floor in a parallel dimension. <laughs> yes, please. I want that on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> if you need me, I will be on the tenth floor in a parallel dimension. Story of my life. Um, so let's say that you do want to leave the 10th floor and go back to society and back to the world. Um, if you chose to stay on the elevator at the 10th floor, press the button for the first floor. If it doesn't work, just keep pressing it until it finally does. (laughs) Just, just keep doing it. You're there for like 30 years. Like this elevator won't go down. I think it's (laughs) broken. It loses. Let me out. (laughs) Just press, 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 press. Oh my nose is so itchy today. You should probably scratch it. There you Happy. go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had like a, I had an Artemis hair and I like couldn't get it for a while. And now I'm just like paranoid. I'm just like, it's still there. Mm, I hate that. <laughs> get it off you my face. You just have a cat mustache. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the story of when you live with a long haired cat. Her hair is just literally everywhere. I like to call it a castache. Castache. Oh, yes. <laughs> going up going up uh when the elevator reaches the first floor going down actually um as soon as the doors open leave immediately do not look back do not speak just leave the building immediately if you do choose to exit the elevator when you reach the 10th floor um at the beginning of the or uh, what like when you reach the other world um you have to use the same elevator to return that in which you arrived i don't trust the alternate dimension what if they like mess up the elevators and then you're trapped there forever Yep, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't trust the alternate dimension. I think you're going to get stuck there. Yeah, every time. I bet you that's where Lisa Lamb is. Probably. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe. Uh, We'll see. Uh, When you enter, uh, repeat the steps uh, two through eight. So going through all of those floors, um, which will end you at the fifth floor. When you reach the fifth floor, press the button for the first floor. If you start going up to the 10th floor, instead of going down, press any button possible. You have to stop the elevator until you in, uh, before you reach the 10th floor. If you reach the 10th floor, you're going to be trapped there forever. Well, that sounds happy. Stop the elevator at all costs. At the first oh. floor, very carefully check your surroundings. Look around to see if there's anything off, even the tiniest bit. If anything seems off, do not exit the elevator. Repeat step two until your surroundings look as though they should and you feel confident that you are safe. Only then can you exit the elevator. So, yeah, good things. 
Those I'm somebody- sneaky alternate dimension beings, though, it'll be something like a plant is a quarter centimeter to the yep. left. Yep, it's just like that like book is on the wrong page. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like how finicky that is. Yeah. It's very finicky. How about um, you just don't play the elevator game? What'd you say? I said, how about we, nobody just, just don't play the elevator game. Just don't, just don't play it. Just don't. That seems like a good, a good idea. Yeah. Um, but some additional notes in case you do play. Um, should you reach the other world, the floor you exit on will almost, uh, will most likely be identical to the one that the world you left in. Um, except for two things. Well, three things. One, you'll be alone. Two, all of the lights will be off. And three, the only thing you will be able to see out of any of the windows is a red cross in the distance. Oh. So good things. Like out of all the windows, you see the same red cross? Yep. Like the red in cross the equidistant? Yep. Ugh. Oh, that's weird. No, thanks. Yep. Nope. It, nope. Nope. Yeah, I'm sure there's nothing bad about that. Absolutely none. Yeah, no. Um, a lot of people say electronic devices don't work in this other world. Um, if any point you lose consciousness during the ritual, you will likely wake up in your own home. However, make sure to check your careful, uh, your surroundings extremely carefully because you may still be in the other world and you are going to have to go back to the elevator and replay the game in order to get yourself out. I don't like that. I don't either. And a lot of people say that electronic devices don't work. How many of these people have actually been there? Good. Good point. That's what I was saying. It was like, there's so many stories about people playing this game. How many do we really believe? Like, right. mm-hmm. I'm a skeptic. So what's the, the lure? Lore? Lure? What's the lure so for this? Like, why would go you want to go to another dimension? Oh, lure. Yeah. Lore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like, okay, well, you, you can't text. There's no one there. You can't take a picture there's of the alternate dimension. There's a woman asking you where you're going. She seems really clingy. Like, <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of... Concerning the woman on the fifth floor, if you address her in any way, she will probably decide to keep you as her own. She's super clingy. She is. What if you? What if you're mean to her? What if you're like, "Ho, mind your own." She's gonna unfriend you. You're on Facebook. She probably's just gonna bitch slap you. <laughs> you know. Well, at least she won't slap. keep me for her own. Places to go, people to see. I don't have time for you. <gasps> <laughs> just, you're just like, hey. Fuck you, woman on the fifth floor. And she just looks at you and she's like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please. Um, but yeah, so that's the elevator game. And I'm inclined to think that it's fake. If you have played the elevator game and you have experiences that have experiences with this story, um, please write in. Tell us what your stories are because I'd love to know if it was real. Mile13 um, at gmail dot, or mile13show at gmail.com. And I will write you back and tell you you're a liar. There's that plug. Please don't call our <laughs> listeners liars. But now no one I'd wants like to, to keep in. our listeners. Uh, but there's a lot of things, like, you even pointed some of them out. There's a lot of things that, like, seem kind of fishy. Like, at any point, if somebody joins you on the elevator, you're going to have to start over. Like, do you know how likely it is that in 10 floors to this entire game, someone's going to climb on the elevator with you? Mm. And there's the whole point where, like, you get to the fifth floor, and you press the button, and only if you go up to the 10th are you going to the, like, going to the other dimension. That's the exact wrong way an elevator should work. And it's like, well, if you go down to the first, then you just weren't allowed to go. And it's what like, if you go well, to the ninth floor instead okay. of the 10th floor? <laughs> what and what if what? it's one of those buildings where the 13th floor isn't marked? Good question. Well, you only need 10. 
Yeah. But but that's what I'm saying. Like if there is no if the thirteenth floor isn't marked, are you going to the tenth floor, the eleventh floor, the ninth floor? What floor are you actually on? Well, thirteen well, is higher. Thirteen than 10, is higher so than that. No, but I'm saying. Well, okay. A and P. But one of my favorite little facts about the elevator game is, do you remember last week and I was talking about uh, that band Skins that has like horror songs? That's one yes, of my favorite bands. Yes, I liked them very mm. much. They do have an Elisa Lamb song and in it they sing through all of the floors you're supposed to go on. And that is the only way I remember what floors you're supposed to go because they like do this whole like, like four, two, six, two, ten, five, one. I told you not to play my game. And it's just like, it's the only reason why I remember what floors you're supposed to be on. Otherwise, it's like, it's a lot of like, now go to this floor. Now go to this floor. Now this one. It's like a really sick version of 8675309. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Loving that remix. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that is one of the main concepts and main ideas of what happened. Um, you actually just gave me an idea. I'm going to make up my own elevator game. That's what you have to do. You have to punch the just, eighth floor. Just make up your then own. Then the sixth floor. Then the seventh floor. Then the fifth floor. Then the third floor. And then the basement. And then the ninth floor. And if you get to the ninth floor. Did I get it right? Eight, six, seven, five, three, nine. And then if you get to the ninth floor, <laughs> you're in an alternate dimension. <laughs> Yeah, one single beer waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny's there. Jenny's there, and she's gonna kill you. No, she's gonna bitch slap you. <laughs> the elevator's gonna open. She's gonna be there, and she's just gonna bitch slap you. And then the elevator's gonna close, and that's the game. That's it. That's, that's it. <laughs> that's Woo! It. Thanks for playing. <laughs> Thanks for playing. Um, like that. But the m- actual, actual main theory that most people believe, myself included, is that because she was on all of this co- cocktail of medication, um, she was like something happened that messed up her prescription and she had a manic episode. And that's what the like video is, is her having a manic episode. That makes is, sense. is what I that, actually believe. Yeah, that makes sense. As much as I like the elevator game, as much as that's a fun theory, I, I personally believe she was having a manic, uh, a manic breakdown. But concerning what happened to her, we still good? Yeah. Yeah. Kim did the hit a button <laughs> that went womp, 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 womp. Okay, good. So for our listeners, Casper can't hear the thing. Like we're, we're connected to two different boards. So she can't hear everything that we hear. They can't. I'm sorry. They can't hear You're everything fine. that we hear. And so the, it just, mm, maybe I should not push buttons. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just recreate them for Casper. <laughs> I don't know when things happen. Yeah, yeah well, it's fine. <laughs> you're there in your nice little studio with Bubba, and I'm here in my bedroom. With a cat. and alone. With a cat. Yes, that is true. I do have a cat with me. And Polish rave music upstairs. And Polish rave mu- mu- music. All right, so. Guys, it's she- the apple cider vodka. Don't blame me. That's why I can't talk. Uh, <laughs> so, so she had to make a manic episode. That actually does make sense. It's not yeah. as. It's not as uh, romantic as the elevator game, but it's not as fun. But it's it's more it's sadder. It is sadder. But very uh, like no one could find Elisa for about three weeks, Ooh. and then guests started to complain about low water pressure at the hotel. <gasps> Some even claimed <gasps> that the water would come out black <gasps> and had an unusual smell. No. Uh, one British couple said that the water would come out black for a few seconds and then normalize. 
and had a funny, sweetie, disgusting taste. Oh, oh, oh. no. I know where this is going. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah. Continue. I'm cool. I'm cool. So I'm cool. Cool. if you were ever curious, you know where this is going. If you're ever curious what uh, rotting, liquidized human flesh tastes like, apparently it's funny, sweetie, and disgusting. All right, so Casper and Jackie like to make fun of my fascination with cannibals. Yeah. And Jack- how yeah. Yeah. I, Kim's gonna if, be a cannibal. If, if given the chance, I'm, I'm, might eat a person if they gave me their okay. I don't like a whole person, but like a little bit. Just, like, just out of curiosity. Oh. I would sorry, not do it, though, if they were three weeks old. You I would only do it if they were a person. Fresh. Did you say drink a person? Uh-huh. I would not I drink a person. <laughs> I would not. I have yep. my limits. I have standards. I, do I have standards. standards. <laughs> um, Fresh or not at all. I can't remember if I talked about it on the podcast or not. Remind me if I did. Um, but uh, technically, if you're vegan, you can eat a person. Yeah. No, you didn't talk about it on the show. Okay. You talked about it in a text. And I checked with my stepdaughter, who is a vegan, and she said nonsense, but she also eats honey. So, mm. Well, I was just going to say, I talked to my friend who's vegetarian. She's not vegan, but she's vegetarian. Um, they, sorry. I also just messed up. Um, so they're vegetarian, not vegan. Um, but uh, they basically said that um, it's basically true. It's a loophole of like what veganism you follow. Um, apparently there's different types of vegans. Um, and one of the types of vegans is you can't eat anything that can't consent. So obviously animals and like animal byproducts, like they can't consent to being eaten. You have to be like willingly eaten. Um, which therefore means if a human willingly gives themselves to you and consents to being eaten, it's technically not, it's, or it's technically okay if you're vegan, to eat a person. But asparagus can't consent. I was just thinking that. It's a living being. Mm, it's not conscious. But it can't... Know yeah, of. so it can't cons- consent. Animals are still conscious, though. What if it's passed out? <laughs> That's just date rape talk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, like, you're date raping an asparagus. I don't <laughs> like that sentence at all. <laughs> apparently honey is considered raw meat i'm just saying apparently yeah apparently honey is considered uh like on the food group as raw meat that's an animal byproduct it's not even like it's not even like you're eating the animal that's like eating it's (laughs) (laughs) eating a fart (laughs) Right. It's kind of the same equivalent. Oh, goodness. Hey, Castor, what's your next bullet? <laughs> Can we? Okay, my next bullet. Anyways, um, yeah, back to liquidized humans. Because oh, that's way better than day-raped asparagus. So on the morning of February 19th, an employee went to go check the water tanks on the roof. There were two 1,000-gallon water tanks, and in one of them, he found Elisa's body. Of course he did. It was floating face up, uh, a foot below the surface. Ooh, that's weird. It was face up? Yeah, it was face up. That's weird. Because, yeah, normally wouldn't a drowned corpse float with its, like, back up because of lungs and air in the lungs? Yeah. 
It is. I didn't think about that. It is odd that she was floating face up. Yeah. Weird. Weird. I don't like it. And she was like under the water. She was like a foot below the surface. Oh, so like it was like she was weighted down. Like she wasn't floating on top of the water. Unless I read that wrong. Unless it's like a foot below the like surface of like the door of like underneath that. I was Um, thinking that there was like a foot of water missing from the top of the tank and she was floating it could be that I read it, it as she was a foot below the surface of the water. That's because what I it was thought. Yeah, like that, that makes me, yeah. Ooh, that's it was even weird. And she couldn't get out. In the middle. Yeah. Ugh. So wouldn't a foot Ugh. be like uh, high enough to the top for her to be able to reach up and be able to get out? I don't know. Hmm. Anyways. <laughs> um, so the people who were at the hotel for that week were not allowed a refund. Cheap bastards. They had to sign a waiver saying that they were aware of the health risks. Of drinking dead humans. (laughs) The fire department made them hand out bottled water, but that's all they did. Like, you were still allowed to use the showers and wash your hands. Oh. Yeah. They didn't shut off the water? Nope. How is this not a health code violation? Good question. (sighs) Gross. I don't like it. Hey, Artemis, why are you hanging out in my closet meowing at the wall? You should get a Ouija board right now. No, it's not. I'm sure it's fine. Um, so 10 days later, um, the coroners declared her death to be an accidental drowning, but the autopsy report was not released until four months later in June, which is not normal. Normally, the autopsy report is released very quickly after the death is declared. Yeah. Um, so, like, nobody really knew, like, what was going on, like, why they were holding this report. Um, but, it, like, after they released it, you could tell that they had originally checked accidental death. And then they had changed it to undetermined and then crossed it out and went back to accidental. That's strange. One of Um. the other interesting facts was that Elisa's body was found naked in the tank with her clothes floating around her in the water. Like she took her clothes off? Or somebody took them off. And like threw them in there with her. And threw them in there with her to like dispose of evidence. Ooh. Um, Had she been sexually assaulted i'll get to that okay um but one of the weird things was that her clothes had this like weird sand like particulate coating them that like there's no report identifying what that was it was just this weird sand like texture on all of her clothing Ugh. There was no evidence that said she had uh, committed suicide. There was nothing nothing that would uh, indicate that she had thrown herself in. Um, the toxicology report said that she um, there was no like recreational drugs or alcohol in her system, so that rules out the party drug theory. Um, mm-hmm. were, all of, were all of her medications in her system? No, that's the thing. Some of her medications were in her system, but not all of them, which leads me to believe that's why I believe she did have a manic break because she didn't have all of her drugs on drugs in her system. Right. Which I mean, I, I don't, how do you determine that some, like there's no, when they say there's no evidence to suggest that she committed suicide, 
what evidence would that be? As in, like, there's no suicide note? There's no, okay. no, there was no indication of, like, from people who saw her that she was unhappy in any way. There was no, like, no post on social media that, like, could have hinted at that. But that's very but superficial if you're having, evidence. If, yeah, if well, you're in the midst of a manic episode, you're not going to do those things. And I seriously doubt that somebody just left the water tank open and, oh, I happened to stumble into the water tank. Right. Right. Hmm. Yeah. But um, some other interesting things were that uh, the doors to the stair and the doors and stairs that would lead up to the roof were supposed to be locked with an alarm system. So but that this is if the you Cecil were to Hotel. get up, uh, like they would go off. Mm-hmm. But this However, is the Cecil Hotel and they're cheap and won't even give you a exactly. refund when you've been drinking dead people. People have tested the doors and it turns out like the alarms don't work. Like oh, they shocked. are known to be faulty. Mm-hmm. Also, employees will go up to the roof all the time to take smoke breaks and prop the doors open. Oh. Um, oh. Also, you are able to get up to the roof anyways if you climb out a window and go up like three flights of escalators or escalators. Jesus. Yep. You good? Nope. Yeah, super good. Uh, fire escapes. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Yeah, same thing. Totally the same. Um, but uh, some of the other things are that the lid was only thirty pounds and it was hinged. So especially if you're in a manic state, like being in that kind of state, kind of heightens your senses and makes you believe in like false abilities, such as superhuman strength. So if she was in this kind of panic state and she was like freaking out, she would have very easily been able to lift up a 30 pounds door. That's not heavy climb yeah. in and the door would have hinged shut behind her. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but, uh, the other theory is like we said before, she could have like she was a college student. She was very, very smart. She could have like figured out that she was in danger. The water tank was only like three fourths full. So she couldn't touch, but she couldn't reach the hinge to get out. So a lot of people think that she might have taken her own clothes off to like make herself weigh less so she could have floated easier um, and like survived for longer. Or taking off your clothes is a huge symptom of like hypothermia of like taking yeah. off your own clothes. Yeah. Do we know how cold, like, what the weather was like? Or, like, was the water uh, cold? It was or? in uh, January to February. But it's also in Southern California, right? So, yeah. that, I mean, yeah. that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So. Hmm. Um, so. Oops, lost my place in my notes. Um, some of the unsolved questions are the autopsy report doesn't include any results of the rape kits, which is what you were talking about. So it doesn't include like include anything of that. And as far as we know, they never tested the rape kit. So we don't know if she was sexually assaulted or not. Um, Interesting. I feel like that'd be your first thing that you would check for. Right. Yeah. There's a naked girl. You would girl. be shocked how many cases don't test the rape kit. Although. Okay. But to err on the side of the physicians, She's been in water for three weeks. Yeah. That's true. How much soft tissue is really testable? Is tested, yeah. That's valid. Um, She did have an unusual pooling of blood near her, like, anal area, um, which is consistent of rape victims, but it's also, uh, like, something that happens very commonly when a body is decomposing in water. So that's not really a sign or not. Like, um. But uh, the weirdest thing was that since, like, after her death, her Tumblr blog updated itself. It posted a, it posted something. 
<laughs> no. Yeah. Which, From if you believe realm? she was in an alternate dimension, maybe she was trying to reach out. <laughs> or Tumblr does have automatic posting. She could have scheduled something to kind of post after. Like, uh, I'd like to believe that one. <laughs> That's a rough one. Oh. Um, but her death still remains unsolved. Um, nobody knows exactly what happened. Um, her family did try to sue the hotel, but the case was dismissed, which I do want to say, like, as fun as the story is and as like fun as it is, is to like debate like hotel, uh, the, like the hotel theory and the elevator theory and all of this jazz, like we can't forget that the family is the real victim in all of this. Mm-hmm. That oh, like yeah. they, they did lose their daughter. So yeah. we do have to kind of remember that. Yeah. And um, relatively recently too. Like oh that yeah. Was and very Five recently. Years, six years. Yeah. 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 And they got no compensation for it because they like, the hotel is a cheap bastard, so they didn't pay f- like any, any of the any of the money they were asking for. Mm. Uh, um, probably still made them pay for her hotel bill. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Um, but a lot of people see parallels between Elisa Lamb and the Black Dahlia case because they were both women in their early women in their early twenties. Um, they were traveling alone from L.A. to San Diego. They were both last seen at this hotel, and they both went missing several weeks before their bodies were found. And both their deaths were very, very special and unique circumstances that went very famous into the society time. Um, mm-hmm. So, like I said, personally, I think it was a psychotic break or some kind of mental health thing that happened. But who knows? Maybe she did get trapped in a parallel universe and found herself in that water tank um, and is still trying to communicate with us from the other side. Who knows? Hmm. I don't like that story. Was it better or worse than the Russian sleep experiment? Better. Yeah. Okay. Well, because no one's organs were visible yeah but also slightly alive. worse because this is real uh, this yeah. one's real uh yeah that's true now i feel bad saying the other one's worse <laughs> speaking of the black dahlia speaking of the black dahlia Ugh, hold on, gotta get resituated okay we should say that um normally when we record every other episode that we do we don't know what each other's stories are um, we are very, very good about not paying attention to what every, like, we will vaguely say like, Hey, listen, I'm covering this vague story. Don't cover anything on this. Don't look into this, it. Like, don't look into it. These two episodes, we did know what each other were covering because we got very excited that all of our stories linked because they all somehow were connected to the CISA hotel. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Originally the show was going to be about LA. Yeah. And then it just ended up, and being, then one just ended up being the Cecil. Yeah. And then I'm sitting there researching the Cecil Hotel, and I was like, wait, Kim, aren't you doing Richard Ramirez? He was at my hotel. Wait, and I Jackie, said, aren't you doing <gasps> the Black Dolly? Yay! She also was at my hotel. They <laughs> intertwined. Yep. So, yeah, right. it was fun. So, okay, cool. So, Ms. Liz. Oh, I thought you were talking to me. I was like, no, Ms. Jackie. We're Do talking you? about Ms. Liz. Okay. okay. Um... My name's Casper. <laughs> My name's Casper. Yeah, Casper. <laughs> um, Your right, name's cool. Kim. Kim, you're not me. You are. Kim. I don't want to be you. I'm six feet tall. Thank you very much. Why do you have to be about my height? That's a low yeah. blow. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> uh, short. Wait. I have a snare for that. There's a button that plays yep. the snare drum sound. Okay. Good job. Anyway. All right. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I'm covering the Black Dahlia. And so my very first thing when I decided to do Black Dahlia was like, shoot, 
that is a really cool nickname. Like, I want to know where that came from. And I was extremely disappointed. Um, Isn't that the way it goes? Yeah. I was super high. I mean, the the rest of the story is a hoot and a half, but well, (laughs) the nickname. (laughs) So, death and murder is always fun. It it is on this show. (laughs) Alcoholism. That's why. Okay, so nickname. When in Um, doubt, drink it out. (laughs) When in doubt, drink it out. Uh, So it's believed. There's a few different ideas. but it's believed that the nickname came from a play on the movie Blue Dahlia that came out the same time. Uh, the only thing I could really see was it was two very similar young pretty women. And there were just kind of similarities in the character. Mm. Uh, so, and then um, Elizabeth Short, who is the Black Dahlia, she was known for wearing black clothes. So that's, that's one idea as to why she got the nickname. That's um, kind of a dumb idea. So, like, there's a like, movie that's I out. I also wear black clothes all the time. If I end up murdered, do I also get to be the Black Dahlia? No, that's like, right now there's a movie out called The Peanut Butter Falcon, which I loved. It's a really good movie. It's about a, a guy with downs. So that's like if suddenly a guy with downs ends up murdered and he liked Hershey bars and they start calling him the Hershey Bar Falcon. Like, but same idea. That is a cool nickname, though. I would be called Hershey Bar Falcon. I I'd be I'd be down. Um, another idea was Black Dahlia just came from the fact that she wore sheer black clothes and she loved wearing them. So that's sheer black clothes. Same. Sheer. right? Well, not sheer, but same. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Thirties and forties. That's scandalous. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing um, all black today. Jeez. No, no, no. <laughs> not not black. Sheer. Oh, sheer. That's that's scandalous for that time yeah. period. People wear black clothes, you know. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh edgy. <laughs> um, but the most likely thing, well, no, the one that it actually is, um, is investigators found that friends from a local drugstore literally just called her the Black Dahlia because she wore black clothes. <laughs> Lame. Oh. So. But yeah, like, you're right. That's not as exciting as I wanted it to be. Yeah, I was just like, oh, friends called her that. So that's what stuck to you. Um, Okay, so this is Elizabeth Short. So she was born in Boston on July 29th, 1924. Um, Growing up, her father owned like a mini golf course. But during the stock market crash in the 30s, they lost everything as as everyone did in the 30s. Um, So after that happened, her father actually went missing and they found his car parked... um, alongside the Charleston Bridge, and it was assumed that he had committed suicide by jumping. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Not so good. mostly, pro- well, because if it's the stock market crash and you can't provide for your family, and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, back it. then it's, it's, all, it's all in the guy yeah. to make right. money. Probably a lot of people, dead. I mean, mm-hmm. I would imagine a pro- there were probably quite a few suicides. Yeah. Um, so after that, Elizabeth and her mom and her sisters, they went moving around the country. Uh, they, lived, they lived with different family members, different friends, uh, got different jobs. And they just, like, the moving just kind of caused them health issues from stress. And they're not eating well. And yeah, just, just it, a bunch of different stuff. So. It was probably very hard for a single woman with how many daughters to... Yeah, how many kids did she have? And for herself. Three or four daughters. I forget the exact number. 
Jeez. Mm-hmm. Um, but so in 1942, so this would, would have been 12 years later, Short's mother received a letter in the mail from her assumed to be dead husband <gasps> saying... What? Yeah, so he apologized. He just sent a letter and apologized. Oh, you know, I'm sorry for pretending to be dead. What? Yeah. And Motherfucker. He moved, <laughs> he moved across the country um, to start over in California. Whoa. Motherfucker. Yeah. So could you imagine just being like, oh, the stock market crashed. It's all good. Um, I'm going to leave my wife and all those kids that are relying on me. Because, you know, it's a little stressful. Like, Oh, my God. I don't, I don't really like this guy at all. like being a father. I don't like this guy. Yeah. That poor woman. She goes through, like, the grief of losing her husband, raises four daughters by herself, only yeah. to find out years later that, like, the like, dipshit just walked out on her. He just didn't want to do it. I hope somebody murders him. Yeah. Does somebody murder him? Um, no. Ugh. Does he I'm at sorry. least die? Not well. I mean, at some point, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, at He's some point, no <laughs> But like, in a good not, way in the story. No. Damn not it. My story. I don't like this. Um. So, what do you do when your father abandons you for twelve years and then pretends to be dead and then isn't? You decide to move across the country and to live with him. Of course, obviously. you do. I don't really feel like that's a good decision. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's that's what Elizabeth did. She was like, hey dude that's apparently my father um i'm gonna live with you and they actually fought a lot and she you're shocking yeah um and they fought a lot so she moved out joined the air force where when she joined her sergeant reportedly had abused her oh so Mm. nothing fun yet or at all (laughs) um (sighs) So in 1943... Just, just buckle in. There's nothing fun about the story at all. Yeah, there's no high points. Um, in 1943, she was arrested for underage drinking in a bar. After that, she moved to Florida, met this guy named Major Michael Gordon, who got deployed to India. And then Elizabeth said that he had proposed to her um, in a letter after he had gotten in a plane crash. So he got in a plane crash and proposed... And then got better. And then he got in a so second plane crash and oh, died. Oh, I was going to say. No. He didn't die in the first, but he <laughs> died in the second. Oh, poor Elizabeth. Man, talk about a hard knock life. Yeah. So survives to propose to die again in a second plane <sighs> And so he died a week before the Japanese surrendered and ended the uh, war. Oh, so he just that's, missed it. That's, that's real bad luck. Yeah. <laughs> this story is That's, so bad it's laughable. Yeah, it's one of those yeah. like awkward. It's kind of like, just like, <laughs> oh, oh. Mm. <laughs> oh. Yep. Um, so in July of 1946, after that whole ordeal, she decided to start over. She moved to L.A. Um, where she worked as a waitress. And at this time, a lot of people talked about her giving off the vibe of like aspiring actress the, the typical aspiring actress that's working as a waitress but isn't really successful sure. but trying to get fame. Yeah. So that vibe. She Pretty much like everybody in L.A. Yeah. And it should be noted she was like in her 20s. She was so pretty. She was very well liked. So she, she, did, she did have the vibe of like L.A. star, but she was a waitress. Mm. She just, yeah, she hadn't been successful yet. 
mm-hmm. she hadn't had her big break. Yeah. Well, death is my next topic. <laughs> Here it cool. comes. Here's so the break. she never got her big break. <laughs> so, well, morbidly, I guess she did. What? She got famous. She did she get did. famous. Yeah. Just not oh, the she way did. she wanted okay. to. <laughs> not the way she wanted. So, short. So, Jul- January 9th, 1947, Short returned home. Uh, she had come back to L.A. after returning from a vacation with her 25-year-old married boyfriend named oh. Robert Manley. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. 25-year-old married right. boyfriend? Swinging it with married men. Um. Her boyfriend said like that he you had just dropped her subtly off at the hotel brought that in there. LA. This is the Cecil. Um, so actually she didn't she didn't stay in the Cecil. Um, but like the she week leading up to her death, so she stayed in a hotel next to the Cecil, but frequented frequented the bar at the Cecil. Oh, yeah. Okay. So she actually just hung out there a lot. So she's probably staying at the hotel that like sued the Cecil for all of their probably the one that's for next all door of that's their like, jumping take guests, care of your like guests. ruining the awning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, we keep finding them on yeah, our so roof. Take care of your guests. Yeah, right? <laughs> Yo. Um, yep. So it is believed, so January 9th, that she had gotten out. People believe that they saw her at the Grill Cocktail Lounge. It's about a half mile from the hotel. And that would be the last time she, she'd be seen. Okay. So... And her boyfriend that dropped her off, he did have an alibi, and it was pretty airtight. So he... Was he with his wife? (laughs) 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 Um, But, so he he would be a suspect later on, but just for a short time. Gotcha. There's nothing fishy going on with that. Okay. Other than being married. He's clean. Other than being an asshole who's cheating on his wife. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe the wife did it. Oh. Oh. So that was the ninth. So on the morning of January 15th, so six days later, um, she was found completely cut into two pieces in the middle of a vacant lot in Lement Park, L.A. And at the time, this area was underdeveloped. It was just a park. Now there's houses and sidewalks and everything. So it's kind of built on top. Uh, I don't like... mm, That makes me uncomfortable. That someone's house is probably... Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, kids are riding their bike down the street where she was found. Yeah. Ugh. Cut in half. Yuck. Um, so, at... She wasn't just cut in half, though. Are you getting into that part? We'll get there. Be patient. Kim, Kim, calm. Simmer down. But I... Simmer, simmer down. You're too okay. excited about the death and gore. Uh, the end. That's my whole story. She's no! <laughs> um, so, at approximately 10 a.m., a mother and her three-year-old daughter, they were walking <sighs> through the park. Oh, and she said that she saw this really, really pale figure, and that she she just thought it was a mannequin because it was so white. Like, so I have a quote from her. Um, the woman who found her said, "I glanced to my right and saw this very dead white body. It was so white. It didn't look like anything more than perhaps an artificial model. It was so white and separated in the middle. So." Super mm. pale to where to the point where it looked fake. Yeah, but this mom and her three-year-old daughter found it. Oh God, can you imagine? That's a good way to traumatize your child for life, right? Yeah, permanently. Um, permanently next, scarring that kid. <laughs> my next bullet says "gross stuff ahead," and I forget what I wrote. So, ooh, <laughs> gross stuff ahead, guys. 
throw we don't know what's together. coming, but it's gonna be gross. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm gonna laugh, and then it's gonna be something disgusting. So I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I really don't know what I put. Um, so Short's body was found completely mutilated and severed at the waist, and she was entirely drained of blood, which is why her skin was so white. Because for those of Dress. you that don't know, blood is literally what gives your skin color. So if you don't have it, you do not have any. There's no color pigment. In your skin. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's that's why. And there was, was no blood. Was there wasn't blood like around her nope. either? Like so, it wasn't like Creepy. somebody cut her in half there. They had drained her of blood drained and then and took then her there. Her. Yeah. yeah. Was all of her body there? Um. Yeah, most of it. But just in pieces. <laughs> yeah. So th- there was a top half, and like her head and everything was attached, and then a bottom half. It's not like the bottom half was like missing or something. Like right. it was. It was there. There, there's little pieces, but so okay. So pretty much, um, there was these really weird cuts in her skin that didn't make sense. So there was like little chunks out of her skin, but it was like on her thighs and huh, almost as if it almost, almost seems like ritualistic. Someone yeah. had eaten her. <laughs> Kim, where were you on the day <laughs> of January tenth? No, January 14th slash 15th is questionable, 1947. Uh, Did you eat her? I was inside of my grandmother's body. Don't answer that question. Okay. (laughs) Um, Okay, so the coroners found that she had been dead for about 10 hours before her body was discovered, and she was discovered at 10 a.m., so they don't they don't know if it was the fourteenth or fifteenth because it kind of falls that like right is on that midnight. Not a long time for someone to be completely cut up and drained of blood and moved to a secondary location. Yeah, in 10 and hours? also, so she was missing for six days and then found dead, and she'd only been dead for ten hours prior. So I'm, what happened during those six days? I'm yeah. gonna venture to say that during those six days, somebody cut chunks of flesh off of her and tortured her. Would yeah. be my guess. Not Maybe. good things. Yeah, we'll see if I put that down. Cause, <laughs> hmm. um, so, oh, so this was weird, too. The body had appeared to be washed by the killer. Which like, I, so it was, like, clean. Soap? Um, She was washed with gasoline. What? Yeah. Oh, so really clean. Yeah. That's, like, disinfecting, trying to get rid of, like, evidence. Yeah, which I didn't know that was a thing until this. I didn't know I you could clean with gasoline. Didn't know that either. Yeah. Um, hmm. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so, okay, so the next thing, her face had the Glasgow smile. Do you know what that is? No. Is that like the Joker smile? Yeah. No. So her face had t- or three inch cuts on the side. So it, it goes from like corner mouth to ear. And it makes your smile look a, a lot bigger than it is. Oh. Um, oh. Yeah. And so it, it, yeah, it makes you look like you are smiling, but like in the worst way. Yeah. Um, mm. And also, so but that was literally made, the worst way possible. Yeah. And like, have you ever eaten those popsicles and you get like a cut in the corner yeah. of your mouth? That hurts so bad. So imagine if you've got it going all the way up yeah. to your ear. Yeah. Um and also jeez. Oh, oh that that makes oh, my I just skin see you touching your Ugh. face. Um and also so 
That was made when she was still alive. Ooh. Yeah. So what? she was severely tortured. Yeah. Um, so she also, this is with the chunks of skin. She had cuts made into her thighs and breasts where a large portion of her body had been cut away. Her eyes were wide open. Which I feel like the eyes open part's kind of the worst. Well, yeah. one of, yeah. Um, There's a lot of bad things, but the eyes yeah. open is not a good sight. It's that's like a, a, that's a pretty you, haunting image. Like, yeah. Yeah. It makes it more like, oh, you're like you were alive. I feel like. Um, so this is it's really weird because it, it seems like such a ritualistic thing. Like. And OK, so the other weird thing, too, is I feel like serial killers follow patterns. Right. There is no there's nothing else like this. So was it yeah, like a standalone case? case? It, it, it's just, it is weird. And it seems very personal. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, like this is somebody that got enjoyment. Uh, like, cause isn't I, there three motivations for serial killers? It's like sexual, um, like you're sexually motivated and there's like the rampage killings. Like you just go berserk and you just yeah. kill people. Yeah, I don't remember what the third one is, but yeah, but, but like this seems like it's somebody that knew her. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That like they singled her out and they took pleasure in, or she stuck out because she was this beautiful young woman. In Either the they knew her, or it was a very specific ritual that they were going through, and it didn't matter who she was, but it did matter what they were doing. I always think of like a far away obsessed person too. Like yeah, this beautiful like waitress served this person one time. Yes. They were hooked. Because there are so many beautiful women in L.A. Even mm, then, yeah. there were so many beautiful women in L.A. So I don't know. It had to be somebody that, like you said, everybody that she served really liked her. So I could see that mm-hmm. where maybe she was, um, like, somebody was rebuffed by her and and, and really quick, just took it personally. Yeah. and like Quick PSA. Um, I was, I heard this really interesting, like, study i'm gonna have to look it up but basically it's that like women in our generation have been taught to be polite we have been taught to be nice and like subdued and uh you know if somebody holds the door open for you you say thank you and you do all this stuff but in reality like if you feel in danger if you feel like there is something creepy going on you have every right to be rude and every right to just like say, fuck you, I'm going because mm-hmm. so oh, yeah. many guys there are so many stories. And like, I understand like this happens with guys too, but it is more common for this story to happen with women that like a woman would smile at a man and he would be like, well, she smiled at me. That gives me like, she wants me. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So like just, just quick PSA, totally fine to be rude. Oh yeah. Well, you are. PSA fully capable of being just like nope i feel uncomfortable i'm going yeah Mm -hmm. and you and i mean and you don't even necessarily have to be rude you can just be firm so uh, perfect example now granted i was with steve at the time but that didn't really matter um as you'll see in the story uh st patrick's day we were at a local um irish bar and there was a guy steve and i were sitting at a table and and like a huge crowd and this guy came up and like leaned on my chair and started rubbing his finger up and down <gasps> my back. Ugh. And Steve didn't really notice. He noticed the guy like standing close to me, but it wasn't until he started rubbing his finger up and down my back. And I turned to him and I said, you need to take your hands off of me right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, 
And he didn't. And that's when, and like I turned around again and I, I would have, honestly, just the night before I had gotten physical with another, another man who uh, we won't go in depth into the story, but he she was punched him in the face in the throat. But, <laughs> um, Good for you. but that was, I was defending a friend of mine, a male friend of mine who later ended up running into him again and like threw him into like headfirst into a wall. But, but so, um, Steve already knew like he knows that I'm not going to put up with You're that kind afraid. of stuff. Yeah. So he, he intervened before I had to do anything. And he's like, Hey, why don't you switching spots? I'm going to go get the police officer that's standing right over there by the entrance to the tent. And the cop came and took the guy away before I like throat punch somebody else. But, but yeah, I, and he I wasn't, wasn't protecting you. He was protecting, <laughs> protecting the guy before but you threw out punch. The point of that story is that I wasn't, I don't think that I was rude. I simply turned around and said, you need to take your hands off of me. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's rude. No, not at all. I, it's just a statement. Yeah. Take your hands off of me. I could have followed up with, or I will throat punch you like I did the guy last night. <laughs> That might have been, been a little rude, but, but I didn't go that still far. I just said, take your hands off me. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. So really weird Anyways. transition into <laughs> the continuation of this uh, poor dead Sorry. Oh, sorry about that. Way off on a tangent there. <laughs> but a good PSA nonetheless. Um, good PSA. So, so her body was carefully washed and there's these like weird surgical cuts into her body. Um, and then like professionally surgically. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. So they're surgical cuts. They're not like somebody had been hacking at her with like a steak knife. Um, I, I don't think they, I do what I will get into that. Okay, good. Um, okay. So her legs were placed about the bottom half was placed about a foot away from the upper half of the body and her intestines were carefully placed under her lower half. So you couldn't really see them. Right. So Which makes it look even more like a mannequin. Yeah, there was a foot gap with the intestines. But from what it sounded like, it was all still connected. Oh. So like then, oh. a little bit, I think. Would so have there might have been like a spot, like a little bit of spinal cord or something maybe. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, Weird. It was spinal cord join. Uh, I think I get into that. So, yeah, so there was... Surgical precision of the cuts, and it made um, it left no internal organs damaged. So everything was still interesting. So together. whoever did this knew what they were doing. Yeah, I um, bet it was somebody that was getting a D and A and P. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably somebody. Yeah, I bet that's what it was. Probably. Right. I'm trying to figure out if I go into this later. I think I do. Um. So she appeared as if her body was posed with her hands. They were placed above her head, and then her elbows were at 90-degree angle, and um, her legs were spread apart. So, like, when you touch so your hands above your head. So that's, like, suggestive position. So Yeah, like spread eagle. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Ooh. That would be, like, like somebody with their, like, hands tied and their legs spread apart. Yeah. Mm. There were signs of sexual assault. You think? Yeah. You think? There was more details, but I didn't put them in. Thank you. Yep. That's fair. Thank you. Um, there were signs. Um, so at the scene, <clears throat> the only evidence they found was a partial footprint in a small spot of blood. That was it. That's there was it? Like one partial footprint. What, and it was her blood? Did they know? It was a small spot of blood. Oh. You, it, um, okay. 
they, the blood, they went to test it, but in, no, that was a fingerprint. There was something weird with the blood. Like, they went to test it, and there was an issue about it. To where they couldn't get DNA tests. I wonder like, if it was. Oh wait, well, no, I mean they wouldn't have a DNA, test. but the, oh, like yeah. a blood type. I oh, wonder. Yeah. You can't test DNA. That's why you couldn't DNA test. Oh yeah, say, it, they, this was a while ago, wasn't it? DNA yeah, they probably still, still could have typed it though. I think. But I wonder. It could just as well have been animal blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. She was in a vacant lot, so very, very well. A trash panda or something. Yeah. Raccoons are so cute. <laughs> um, Raccoons are so cute. We'll go with possum instead. No. possums possums are cuter no they're not no they're not i have gotten in a very heated fight with my spouse over whether or not possums are cute and Pos- i don't want to get into it possums are what not what side cute. are you on i think they're hideous they're gross fuck you guys possums are adorable now whatever now i do have a stuffed possum because stuffed possums are usually cute but stuffed possums don't look anything like real possums a, i'm gonna send i'm gonna bombard you guys possum. with adorable pictures of possums and you will agree with me that possums no. are cute we will not. No. Brandon tried, and I was like, no, 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 yeah. no. But mm-hmm. I do have a, it's a stuffed animal possum, not a stuffed Sweet possum. Sweet little trash like babies. Okay. Anyways. Anyway. Um, so she was also found with marks on her wrists and ankles and neck. So it, it appeared as though, like, they were tied up like at some tremor. point. She was yeah. tied up. Um, and so the actual thing that is believed to be her cause of death, death is that there is a blunt force trauma to the head. So she was hit with something, and that's how she died. Hmm. Hmm. What a simplistic way to kill her for a very, very graphic death. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, he just got tired of torturing her, and then he just okay, do beat it. her over the head. And then just it. beat her over the head. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Um, okay, so that that is the crime scene. Um, so with the investigation, there was actual fingerprints lifted from the scene but those were damaged in transit. Oh. So. Ah, oh, fuck. They were partials, and then in moving them, they got damaged or lost. Um, the LAPD is notorious for, at this time, being super corrupt as well. Mm. So was it Ugh. was it someone covering up for someone? It it was a lot of just kind of. It's like the um, John Mulaney bit where it's just like crime back in the day and how it was solved. And it was like, detective, we found a pool of the killer's blood out in the hallway. And he's like, hmm, gross. Mop it up. Now back to my hunch. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so a week later, um, on January 21st, there was a call placed um, to the newspaper. And it was a man who claimed to be the killer. And he warned them that they should, quote, Expect some souvenirs um, of Elizabeth Short in the mail. Which I don't like that. You what souvenirs are left? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess maybe her clothes. She was naked, right? Yeah. Well, my it's not this, but my first thought was when I heard there was chunks missing. Oh, I thought that's in the chunks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that that's not what it is. No, because he um, ate them. <laughs> I'm telling you, he ate the chunks. I guarantee you, he ate the he chunks. Honestly, probably did. Um. So January 24th, so this is three days after the first, the call, um, there was a manila envelope and it contained newspaper clippings that created sentences. So, you know, like that stereotypical. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was this sent to the news, the LA Times or was this sent to the police department? Um, 
Because you said they called the newspaper, so I'm assuming they sent this to the newspaper. It was, it was to the newspaper. Okay. So his contact was... The was news- with the newspaper. Yeah. Okay. Um, Which I'm assuming is the LA Times, probably. It was It was a smaller local one. I took oh. it out because I didn't want to just keep saying names of things you oh, wouldn't yeah, remember. Yeah. No, that's fine. Um, But yeah, no, it was a real small local one. Oh, okay. So on the front it said, here is Dahlia's belongings letter to follow. It contained her birth certificate, photos, business cards, and pieces of paper um, with the names written on the front. And then there was an address book with pages ripped out, which could be maybe it was someone she knew ripped out the pages yeah. they were in. Her How the hell did he get her birth certificate? Right. Ugh. Yeah. Unless she had it on her. Like, I, I why would you, why would you that, have though? it on you? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. I don't um, like that. Also, gasoline was used to clean I'm, the items. Oh. Hmm. Remember that? Well, unless, I'm trying it's to think, like, because she wanted to be an actress, right? Body. Like, what was the kind of um, protocol of becoming an actress back then? Because, like, right now you need forms of ID. Oh, it's true. So maybe she had it with her as, like, a form of ID. Mm-hmm. Could be. Also, you guys weren't shocked by the gasoline. That just means that, because I don't think they released that information. So whoever sent that stuff in that was cleaned with gasoline... That's a connection between that and the like cleaning the, the body with gasoline. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. they hadn't released that. So, like, that is, like, a clear, like, no, it was me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, so, on January 26th, so two days later, there was another letter received say, in the same, like, weird, choppy magazine, newspaper cutout fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, here it is. Turning in Wednesday, January 29th, 10 a.m., had my fun at police, Black Dahlia Avenger. Which doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but that like that's what it said. That makes no Wait, sense. Wait, what did it say? Um, here it is, turning in Wednesday. Oh, okay. Here it is, turning in Wednesday, January 29th, 10 a.m. Had my fun at police, Black Dahlia Avenger. So, so he's okay. saying he's going to turn himself in. Yeah. January okay. 29th, 10 a.m. So three days after this letter came in. At the same time that they found the body. Because oh. they found the body at 10 a.m. too. Yeah. So I wonder if he was like huh. watching them. 20 days after. I wonder if like he knew that somebody found it at 10 a.m. I wonder if he was like camped out somewhere watching the body. That would make sense. Watching it get discovered. Um, yeah. Ugh. Yep. Uh, so... The letter also named a time and place where the killer would claim to turn himself in on January 29th. The cops waited, but he never showed up. Um, and they act- they got another letter that said, have changed my mind. You would <laughs> not course. give me a square deal. Dahlia killing was justified. Over the next few days, they received 13 letters in total. So he was just like, uh, just kidding. My bad. I, I, I'm kidding. Don't worry right. about it. So here's <laughs> funny. Here's what I'm going to go with. The fact that he said the Dahlia kidding was, or the Dahlia killing was justified. And also, no. And also the fact that he said that he was the Black Dahlia Avenger. Here's what I'm going to go with. My theory is like what you said, that it was a nice, like a guy that she was nice to, that then he was rebuffed by her, Mm -hmm. tried to ask her out. And she was like, no, he kidnapped her. Tortured her. Tried to get her to like him. Ate part of her when she, and then killed her and felt guilty about it. 
So he was going to avenge her by turning himself in. Mm-hmm. But then that would also take explain to the care with her body. Like if he was this weird stalker that was obsessed. Yeah. Why did he clean her so well and like prepare right. like Yeah. He yeah, he was infatuated with her. Of how she was placed. That's I'm, actually a good yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna suppose that he was watching that 10 a.m. thing. He was probably watching all of this happen from somewhere. Mm-hmm. So he saw the lady mm-hmm. find her, he saw the police, he's watched all of it. And then felt guilty, was going to turn himself in, but then was like, mm, no, she had it coming. Yeah. Because that, she that didn't love me. Um, That's my theory. I mean, it's valid. That's okay. Mike, drop. Oh, These are no, your he's a nice I'm not guy. <laughs> you what? He's one of those, but I'm a nice guy. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Friend she zone. should like me because I'm a nice guy. Anyways. Ooh, really. I'm just such a good guy. I'm such a... No, hashtag not all me. guys. Sorry, I won't get on that. No, she friend zoned you because she didn't like you. Get over it. Right. Get <laughs> over it, man. Okay. She has no obligation to you. She doesn't owe you freaking anything. Anyways. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways. So by spring of the same year, the case went cold. No other clues. Got mm-hmm. the letters. They stopped. No other things. So that's literally all we have in the case. Um, There are suspects, though. And I think I just, a lot of them didn't make sense, so I just kind of stuck with one that I really thought was a good, like, the boyfriend was one. Yeah. Had an alibi. Got out of it. And it's a lot of the same things. Um, So this His wife was one, but, like, didn't quite match up. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um... So, at the time, so the case got really famous for obvious reasons. And there were, during the case, like, kind of being active, there were 60 confessions in total. Whoa. As of today, there are over 500 confessions. Whoa. Yeah. Why? Why the the fuck would you be like, yes, I did it? Well, that is a thing. Um, There, for a while there, there was suspicion. And I think, and some people still, son of Sam. Um, they think that he, some people think that he confessed just to get famous. Like that's not something that's hmm. super uncommon mm-hmm. is that what they just weird conf- thing to try to get famous for though. Like you want to make your mark? Yeah. yeah. I guess Five, 500. Um, so the one suspect that I, I personally think is a very likely candidate aside from, I, I think your theory makes a lot of sense too. Um, his name is George Hill Hodel Jr., and he was a suspect in 1947, but he was never formally charged. Um, one, so he there's a lot of like weird secretive things that he did, and w- the one that stuck out to me was he had secret rooms in his home that kids were not allowed, his kids were not allowed to go into. Hmm. So like huh. that could be just like, I feel like some parents do like that's my office. Yeah. Going to, but like it was a sec, it was like secret rooms, like daddy's porn stash. Yeah, probably. Like it, it could have been that, <laughs> or it could have been like a murder dungeon. Yeah. Um, he had a medical background. Oh, yeah. So and, the surgical. Yep, and then he actually had a a photo in his possession that looked like Short, um, Elizabeth Short. And using today's technology, there's a ninety to ninety five percent chance that it was her. And so he it, still, I mean, and that could still be like, that could still, ooh, you just had like a little shiver thing. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> yeah. That could still mesh with my theory of like, he was in mm-hmm. possibly like an unhappy marriage or whatever. 
Um, and she was nice to him and showed him like the attention, perceived attention that like his mm-hmm. wife didn't show him. Yeah. Um, also, so his son grew up and he entered the police force. And after his father's death, he came forward and he said that he believed his father had killed Short as well as several other murders. Whoa. Holy shit. And he provided handwriting from his dad that looks like the handwriting um, in the letters received to the police. Because a lot of them, they had like headers that were that like cutout thing. Uh-huh. And but then, still were parts of it were handwritten. Yeah. And then there was handwriting Ooh. underneath it. Ooh. So, so probably this dude. Yeah. Um, they put, so when he was a suspect, they put recording devices in his home as well. Um, and he was found saying, suppose I did kill the black Dahlia. They couldn't prove it now. They can't talk to my secretary anymore because she's dead. (gasps) What the fuck? Um, whoa. Did you kill her? Guess who also (laughs) mysteriously died? His secretary. Oh, he um, killed her. He so killed her. Yeah. He was a suspect in the murder of his secretary and also accused of sexual assault of his own daughter, but was acquitted. <gasps> no. Whoa. Yeah. I, so if his own son thinks that he, like, you know what kind of a person your parents are. Yeah. Especially, so like, if your son goes into that and also like your sister accuses your dad of sexual assault like you, you he did to, it. He yeah. totally did it. And he totally did it. Yeah, the son literally spent a, his entire well, a good life. chunk of time trying to prove that his dad did it. Yeah. So I feel like he was horrible at home because if your dad is if your if your parents are nice and you have like a slight suspicion, you can kind of easily just like no, like there's no way. Yeah. But in order yeah. like to cross that bridge of being like, oh, that's weird, but it, it's it's it wouldn't happen to me to being, no, I think it happened, you would have to be such a horrible person. Well, and not only, no, I'm I'm like 90% sure that it happened and I'm going to join the police force to prove that it happened. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. he like dedicated his life to try to yeah. prove this. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least try to stop people from doing it again. Right. Mm-hmm. So his son also found a file stating that the victim and George knew each other. Um... But because the LAPD was known for being corrupt at the time, that could explain why evidence disappeared. Hmm. So that piece hmm. of information disappeared. The fingerprint disappeared. And there was a what he did for a living. Um, you said he had a medical background. I wonder if he like worked for the coroner's office or something and like helped with the police. Yeah, I'm, things. I'm hmm. not sure. Um, Oh, and also, so over the next few years, he had fled the country several times. The dad did? Yeah. George did? Casual. Yeah. So he is the main murder suspect. He did it. And that's why I didn't include anyone else's because it's like. Because he did it. He's like, yeah, yeah, he he did it. He literally was like, oh, well, suppose I did. They can't get me now. My secretary's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Who I was also (laughs) a suspect in that murder, too. Um. But yeah, so her murder, it's been the focus of many books and movies and is often referred to as one of the most famous cases in American history. It's also one of the oldest unsolved cases in L.A. Hmm. and is credited by historians as one of the first major crimes in post-World War II. Um, it was the first one to like capture the nation's attention. So the first one that like the news around the country yeah. honed in on. 
that it was also it, like an uh, inspiration for a character in American Horror Story, right? Yeah, it was. I forget like season one. Mm, I oh yeah, which one. yes, it was season one. Um, she had an abortion in the murder house. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Good call. Weird how, like, not only do our stories cross over, but, like, all of the, like, pop culture references we've talked about have crossed over, too. Like, the skinned band has both a Richard Ramirez and an Elisa Lamb story and American Horror Story, or, uh, America Horror Story. American Horror Story. Yeah. There we go. I got there. <laughs> that one. Um, we got there. Um, but also, like, uh, the Cecil Hotel was the inspiration for Season 5 Hotel and had an Elise, uh, had a uh, Black oh, yeah. character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird how all our pop culture references all crossed over, too. Mm. Yeah. So the Cecil is the hub of a lot of, or that area, at least, is a hub of a lot of, like... I kind of want to go visit. I'm telling you, there's a there's a it's vortex cheap. there. Something <laughs> is going on that's just causing all of these weird, creepy phenomenons that yeah, all just happen bring in your this own area. bottled water. <laughs> I have exactly zero desire to go to California, but if the Cecil Hotel was like in Indiana, I'd definitely be on my way over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all right. Yeah, so it there we go. The Cecil Hotel. Why I want to go to California is to just go visit all the haunted places out there because there's so many places in California that yeah. are haunted. Oh, yeah. I'm sure and just most like, of them are like big and famous. Yeah. I'm sure just in LA there's probably a ton. Well, we, oh, yeah. we just covered one building. <laughs> and it took two episodes, right? Yeah. Just one. All right. So there we'll we go. we back to LA. Don't worry, guys. This is a long episode. Yeah. This is like going on Have two fun hours editing almost. This. Yeah. Good. Yeah, there's not even that much to edit because... It's just a lot of stuff. We're just that good that there's not a lot to cut out. I know, right? Um, all right. So uh, just a few things to wrap up. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at mile13show. Um, email us at mile13show at gmail.com. That's mile13. Um, you can find us on all of the listening platforms. Uh, there are some changes coming up in the programming schedule pretty soon. Casper is going on hiatus to go scare the pants off of people. Sorry, guys. There's just there's no way I can do the proper research and get you guys the stories that you guys deserve in the next upcoming months. Um, but I will be back. I promise. Um, we are I hoping, will be back in a while. We are hoping that Casper will return. We'll figure out a time uh, for like a Halloween episode. Um, yeah. So, so they will be back for, with uh, us, at least for Halloween. Um, pretty soon, I am going on vacation to uh, Maine. And so, are you sure? Uh, yes, we are. It, we, it's confirmed. Okay. Um, so I'm going on vacation to Maine. So I will be, f- or Jackie actually will be the one phoning it in. Um, and we might, I think we're going to be talking about, um, I'm going to Bar Harbor in Acadia National Park. So I think we're going to be talking about that while I'm there. And we're hoping to go visit um, like some of the haunted places in Bar Harbor. Uh, so we have some special stuff coming up. So stay tuned. Aren't you supposed I to not, not be part of it. Aren't you supposed to not tell them where we're covering? Well, a surprise. well we don't know surprise. if you're covering it. It's just like it could happen. Yeah. I don't know if there's even anything haunted in Bar Harbor. I don't Harbor. know if you're going to change your mind in the meantime. Because originally <laughs> they were supposed to go see Buffalo. No, no, no. Originally we were supposed to go to Germany to Oktoberfest. And then mm. we were going to go to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. And then we were going to go to the Buffalo Roundup in South Dakota. And now we're going to go to Maine. So it'll probably change. <laughs> we, we might not go to Maine. I don't what know. What the fuck, Kim? <laughs> Make up your mind. No, this is this is typical for us. 
Like, because... I'm the same way. I'm not... Maybe not to that extent, but I, I'll do that. There literally have been vacations where we couldn't decide where we were going and we woke up the morning of and we're like, yeah, hey, let's go here. And mm-hmm. it's like a third place that we had never even considered before. Those are the best trips. Yeah. And we have fun. Yeah. I really, someday I want to do a trip where you just get a bunch of money, get a bunch of clothes, put them in the car, and then you just drive. You just get on the highway and you just drive and see where it goes. I would love to do that. I My dream trip, I really want to um, travel Route 66 All from the one end to the other. Can we join you? Absolutely. Okay. Casper, you want in? Hell yeah. We'll, okay, cool. we'll pro- it'll probably be a while. Like not, Probably be a minute. Like when Steve retires. Well, I'll need to save up, so yeah. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so like five years from now? Let's make sure. a date. Yeah, that sounds about right. All right. So that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Listening to us making our vacation plans. Right. Yeah. Hopefully you, <laughs> you guys get to go on vacation at some point. Maybe right. to some of the places we've covered. Right. Yay. Here's some ideas for you. There you go. All right, Casper. Good luck with your haunt season, my dear. Thank you. Thank you. I will have lots of fun. I, I will have plenty of stories to tell when I come back. Oh, Good. I can't wait. I'm excited. All right. Yay. Okay, well, here we go. I'll see you later. Thanks. Bye.